Welcome to the Nurturing Podcast, where early childhood is the priority. In our podcast, renowned experts from around the world share actionable tips and techniques, experiences, and best practices for educators and parents. Today, we have a veteran educationist who has spent over 30 years helping set up leading and innovative educational organizations across India. She has worked in various capacities with the CBSE, the International Baccalaureate, and the Cambridge International Examinations. She is currently head of school for Pragyanam, a new K-12 school in Gurugram, India, guided by the Center to Support Excellence in Teaching at Stanford University. Please welcome Ms. Geeta Verma. Thank you for joining us today, Ms. Geeta. Hi, Arjun. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Ms. Geeta. You have spent a glorious 30 years helping shape education in India. Please share your story with us. So uh, I've been very lucky because I've been an army officer's daughter. And as such, I have traveled the length and breadth of India which has made me uh, very resilient and tenacious and really helped me develop interpersonal relationships very quickly. I've always been fond of teaching and I remember even as a child, when I was in grade three and four, I used to play pretend teacher with my sister. And really I'm so fortunate that I've been able to turn my childhood dream into a lifelong passion. So after uh, finishing my grade 12, over a series of 10 schools in places such as Siliguri, Jorhat, Chansi. I'm sure uh, the listeners may not have even heard of these obscure towns. Uh, but yes, they were wonderful schools. And uh, after my 12th, then I joined uh, Lady Shriram College, where I did my English honors. And because I was very clear about the path that I wanted, which was education, I joined the Central Institute of Education to do my BA, and that too is a part of uh, Delhi University. I started teaching in 1990, and then as an army officer's wife, again, I had the privilege to teach in small schools scattered in the various army cantonments. Finally, in 2004, I decided to move into international education because uh, I really found it very intriguing and interesting, and I moved to the Pathways World School where I worked as a residential teacher, then as the head of department for the English department, and then also as the IB diploma coordinator. So I gained extensive experience from 2004 to about 2012 in the International Baccalaureate, mainly the diploma program. And I also looked after the Cambridge International Examinations, IGCSE grade nine and 10. Mm -hmm. Because of having spent so many years doing a lot of uh, accreditation and evaluation. I then joined uh, the Heritage Experiential uh, Learning School in 2015, where I set up the Ivy Diploma Program. And from just starting with a grade 11 of 30 students, we grew to a strength of about 250 students. And finally, I'm here in Pragyanam since 2018, because I just wanted to make uh, and really, you know, teach uh, children uh, right from an early age and really make an impact from grade nursery. 
IB and IGCSE was a concentration of 9, 10, 11, and 12, but this was far more reaching and this is a CBSE school. So it's got, you know, it's got an opportunity to scale. It's got an opportunity to reach out to uh, more people. So here I am at Pragyana. Great. That has been a super intense journey. And I must thank you for nourishing so many futures and childhoods along the way. Thank you. I must ask, what, what really attracted you about the education space? You know, after traveling all over India and having so many weird experiences, what made you choose education as a choice of career? Well, um, Arjun, I'm a great communicator. And uh, the beauty about being a teacher is that no single hour, no single day is the same. You know, you're not dealing with static products. Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with machines. You're dealing with something which is so unique, which are human beings. And even if you're teaching, say, the same text over four or five years, every class is different. Every group dynamic is different. So that really is one, it's a wonderful challenge every day. Second, as I told you, I love communicating. And it's really very, very, um, it's, it's something which I can't really put a word to or a figure or a percentage to see in your child's eye that aha moment when suddenly something really becomes clear to them. And it's so beautiful to see them grow into critical thinkers, into inquirers. Children are like tabula rasa. And you know, <laughs> the curiosity and inquiry is something that is a joy to nurture. And that's what I really love about teaching in the education space. Very well put. Um, listening to you here, Miss Geeta, it really makes me wish and wonder how amazing it would have been to be your student. <laughs> I mean, I've heard this so often, but thank you so much. <laughs> Again, you've made my day. So you have been part of a traditional education system and you've been part of an international education system as well. So what major differences do you see in both philosophies? You know, I really, having taught, uh, been in the CBSC world for now 12 years and then the uh, international uh, program world for 14 years, what I've really noticed is that the curriculum really doesn't matter. The way NCRT has articulated it for the CBSC is beautiful. The way IB has done it is again beautiful. Really what matters is the pedagogy, the Mm -hmm. articulation in the classroom. That's what really makes a difference. So uh, what I do agree with is that even CBSE started to make a journey from something being just very content heavy and, you know, something which really is all about absolutely replication and rote skills. They have moved around to making it more hands-on and, you know, more activity-based. But the major difference is not so much in terms of the curricula, but it is in terms of how do you articulate it in a school. So you could have a very nice IB school or a Cambridge school, but if they are going the same route as, you know, just mug up the content and get your A grades and get your sevens, and then there is a very differentiated CBSE school, which is really making learning fun, I think therein lies the difference. Not so much the curriculum, but more so the articulation. Yeah, well, that's very well said. Um, It's how you communicate and make the concepts and teachings seem so easy and relevant, rather than, you know, the actual text. Yeah. Great. And now you are at Pragyanam. What makes it so unique? We have heard really amazing things about Pragyanam, like 
it focusing more on life skills and kind of focusing more on not being college ready but rather being life ready tell us more about the philosophy behind um, your new school and why it made you so passionate about it that you took it up as your next challenge you know uh, often this word life skills uh, has now been reduced to a cliche and <laughs> frankly speaking every school says it you know and there yeah. are different words so it's project based learning it's inquiry based learning it's experiential learning it's expeditionary learning yeah. but the challenge and the beauty about pragyanam is that from a mere word or a phrase on a website or something which is sort of you know displayed across the school we have made it come alive in our classrooms so till april first this year before we launched pragyanam it was a dream but i'm really really so satisfied and proud today that 9 months down the line we really made it happen so what's unique about pragyanam is of course the life skills and you know making them life ready when we look at the life skills something like you know um coping with emotions or even empathy the fact that there are so many successful people around clearly we have the life skills that's why we're succeeding in life but what has happened in our past is that we learned these skills by the way you know in the corridors yeah. of a classroom in our holidays in our social interactions with our friends in our societies and you know our neighborhood or even you know during uh, the your summer or winter vacation when you were with your uh, you know cousins what we have done in pragyanam is we flipped the model and we say that these life skills will be nurtured with an intention so even if you're doing a, say a language development class we are really looking at how do we bring in problem solving in a language class or if we are doing numeracy how do we bring in empathy so most of the planning that we do and it's very intensive planning we may <clears throat> be covering a part of the content but the content becomes a vehicle what we really focus on is how are we developing those 10 life skills and the last thing that i love about pragyanam and we really feel that's what the differentiator is and we are really going to be the disruptive force give us a few years is the idea of children thinking and parents also that you know school equals stress holidays equals happiness so we want to uncollapse this and we want to say it's one school can and will mean happiness and i'm really really proud because the other day we had a dashera break and a few children actually started crying children in nursery and kindergarten that they didn't want holidays they wanted to come to school every day so it was such a unique place to be in because i've never faced a student like that but they love the fact that this is a place of happiness and joy so really that's the pillar that we are standing on well that is a huge accomplishment i remember when i was in school school used to be fun but as we started near 8th 9th and 10th in those classes we could feel the pressure but the pressure wasn't that high in the early years but now when i see kids around me it's unbelievable they are so stressed about everything parents of kids of all ages are also stressed about pretty much everything that's true uh, you know arjun the thing is with stress see it's going to come that's the very nature of human existence what we are saying at pragyanam is that if we start nurturing in children the ability to cope with stress and the ability to cope with emotion by the time they come to grade 9 10 11 12 which are board years and where grades will matter because 
if you want to go into getting any kind of higher education or even a job, a certain standardization of weights is needed. So this is the beast, the nature of the beast. It can't be avoided. But what we are saying is that if we nurture this with an intention mm -hmm. and we make it come alive every day in a classroom, the coping with emotional stress, the child will be able to cope with it. We were never given that those coping skills. I really agree. I can feel how that can be a real game changer. If everybody in the school from an educator perspective came in with this mindset that I have to make my child's day not only feel full of learning, but full of fun and learning. Yeah. Awesome. And, and last time when we met, you were in the conceptualization phase of Pragyanam. And it's come a long way. Congratulations to you for the amazing progress that you, you and your team has made. So are you following STEM or STEAM philosophies more? When we say life skills, there's a lot of, you know, as you said, a lot of cliche around it. But implementing it in school is a challenge. A lot of the schools that we have spoken to, their idea of life skills is, you know, that let's show a couple of videos to children talking about how you can handle different situations. But how did, how did you... So the thing is, uh, it's constantly a daily, um, I should say, a challenge about how we have to make teachers unlearn what they have learned. And a lot of it is often, the focus is often on content completion. You know, my syllabi, yeah. you don't have to complete this. And so it's a constant training. So even before we started, we did a three-month training where the first month we really just worked on the teachers self-awareness and teacher as a being they had to unlearn a lot mm -hmm. and standing on the idea of de developing a life skill curriculum it's a daily check that i hope this class or this learning space of 45 minutes and one hour is not about completing a content so let me take the example of say the nursery in kindergarten the nursery we are teaching a set of letters and we're teaching a set of numeracy now the ncrt preschool curriculum is an amazing document it really tells you how you've got to focus on the learning outcomes but often we don't see that second uh, the second column we just concentrate on oh i have to teach these letters yeah. so a lot of careful crafting and planning is done and stem and steam will all become a part of it so mm -hmm. even if a teacher is showing a video because some children are visual learners it can't just stop at that there has to be a lot of communication there has to be a lot of creative thinking something more has to come out of it so if we ask children okay what are you going to do if we present a problem we are then nurturing in a problem solving or we say okay what do you want to do then there's decision making so ultimately our curriculum is about the cbse ncrt learning outcomes yes but is then further broken down into what are the life skills that I aim to nurture through the delivery of this particular concept? Perfect. So basically integrating the life skills style of teaching into every content topic. That's the intent and that's the focus. All our pedagogical approaches, all our student activities, teacher activities are centered around developing particular life skills. I mean, you can't do all 10 together. I get that. So if a teacher is focusing on communication, then all a pedagogy will be around that. Mm -hmm. And the content will be a vehicle to you know, really nurture that skill. Thank you, Ms. Gita, for sharing your life story and wonderful insights into curriculum and life design. 
This bring, brings us to the end of part one of our discussion. In the next part, we will talk more on classroom design, the skills of a teacher, and preparing children for the future. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Nurturing Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Soko World, an all-in-one platform for preschools, daycares, and parents. Our mission at Soko World is to create super schools and super parents that are aware and engaged meaningfully to deliver better development and learning outcomes for children from zero to six years. To access our other podcasts and helpful resources, download our app Soko World, that is S-O-C-O World, from your app store, or visit blog.sokoworld.com. Again, S-O-C-O world.com do subscribe to our newsletter so you can get news resources articles and templates delivered directly to you to help you with your daily work and challenges thank you again for being such an amazing audience stay tuned